Welcome to the Game Art Co podcast. I'm with Sergei Panin. He's a 3D environment artist at Remedy Entertainment. First of all, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Can you give us an overview of your journey as a 3D environment artist? Initially, I'm coming from Russia and uh, I'm self-taught artist. Initially, my education is engineer from manufacturing. So uh, in perfect world, I should be working with metals and creating sure. something like cast iron things. But in one moment, I decided to switch from uh, CAT industry, its engineering modeling industry to more specific art. So I started to be self-taught artist. I have been like learning myself for two years. And after two years, I started to work uh, on mobile project in MyCom Corporation, which is big uh, corporation in Russia. So I have been working in uh, mobile industry for two years. So initially I have been working on vehicles. And then during working on vehicles, I switched to working on environment because I understood, well, you know, I was thinking that like, I'm engineer, like what's engineer is doing? He's doing vehicles usually, like something like more related to blueprints and everything. Uh, but with step-by-step, step, I understood, nah, I do not like it. I like more, much more like doing houses, environments, architecture overall. So I switched to environment art after one year of work. And I was pushing it so hard because of the art station challenge, uh, because of the self-taught things. I switched to environment and my portfolio started be becoming bigger and bigger. And I was hired to Spirosoft, as this is the biggest outsourcing company in Russia. Uh, it's part of Keywords, uh, which working with uh, electronic arts. They have been, so mostly like Spirosoft have been working on uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. I have been hired for working on Walking Dead by Starbreeze. Mm -hmm. So I started in the company. Uh, then I switched in the company to the Saints Row Remastered, uh, the latest one. Uh, and I have been working as a lighting artist because like, I was, a, I was trying different fields. And in that moment, it was possible to be an, a lighting artist. But I was still like also as an environment artist. And uh, after one year of work in Spearsoft, I moved to Remedy uh, because I was pushing my portfolio more and more. And this is my third year here. Uh, initially, I have been working on Crossfire Universe. And right now I'm working on Alan Wake 2 uh, and trying to do some amazing architecture. Studying engineering, has it helped you in any way? Or has it made you look at environment art in a different kind of way? Uh, yes, in a couple of ways it was super useful. First, it's like reading of blueprints because mm -hmm. it was very useful for starting point. Mm -hmm. Also, you understand how to work, uh, how structure is working. So when you are doing some kind of work as an engineer, you're asking yourself how this works, like this effect and this, uh, why mm -hmm. they're using this kind of metal, why mm -hmm. they're not using concrete, why are they not using plastic, so you like by your education, you get in a habit asking yourself a questions. Why? Why is this done this way? Why is this done this way? And when you started as uh, when I started as an environment artist, I was taking a look, of course, on architecture uh, because this is related to environment art and very good knowledge. And it was super useful knowledge because first of all, uh, when you're engineer, you already know I think half of architecture stuff because it's like it's how materials work. Some of the math is the same, so some things are very related. 
So I was completely bad in design. I was amazingly bad at design. Like uh, my feeling of taste was on super low level, but <laughs> modeling skills and how you create and stuff and how to get the structure done was super familiar to me because it was something what I had been doing before. When you're a 3D environment artist, if you want to really immerse the, the kind of player in the environment itself, what do you think are the core things to do that? Mm, it's, it's very related to what like you're doing personal piece or work piece, because mm -hmm. in my opinion, for personal piece, it's not important how good you will model everything you, if you will mess up with your lighting, because I think this is what's selling your environment for your personal. Uh, because if I haven't done proper lighting pass on my environment, it was much more boring. And lighting, and especially I think night lighting, selling uh, this environment which I done, for example, water temple. Uh, but when you're environment artist, like uh, at work, you will not have possibility to work on your lighting. It's more you can discuss it with lighting artists, but usually this is a responsibility of lighting artist because it's so important. Uh, in this case, I think. A uh, proper level of detailization uh, between objects. So, if you are doing mountains, you need to understand. Okay, you will have big cliffs. In big cliffs, you will have medium-sized boulders. Medium-sized boulders usually will be uh, supported with scattered small rocks. These rocks will be supported with uh, some kind of debris, like sticks, sands, or something. And it will be perfect if you will also will show, for example, uh, footsteps on sand or something like that. So you are step by step, you're like creating the feeling of the space because if you will not do it properly, a uh, player will not understand how huge or how small the location because it's not... Some junior artists sometimes or students even start like it's detailization and you're just doing random detailization and it's not looking interesting because it's completely random. And you even see this in games that like, yes, it's, for example, warehouse. Great example. You're opening warehouse and everything just scattered and just random. But it's not what happening in real warehouse. If you open warehouse, for example, they will have very clean road in the middle because they, they need to have it clear because people are coming there. They're taking some places. And some of the poor parts will be super messed up, but they will be messed up with their kind of logic. So... I think as an environment artist, holding the logic and doing this logic, how all objects connected to each other, how they're interacting is the most important to sell because this is something what we see in real life. When you're coming to any place, you understand what happened here or like in the room, even if something's super messed up, mm -hmm. it still have logic because somebody had been like, he had been like, for example, work table, uh, for example, right now, like I'm, I'm sitting on the table, you do not see it, it's great, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm painting miniatures right now and my okay. table is completely, completely messed up, but <laughs> it's messed up with the logic. Uh, yeah. For example, on the left side, I have paints, in the middle, I have miniatures. Uh, it's still super mess. <laughs> it's a mess here, <laughs> but it has logic. And uh, yeah. I have, for example, cups of the coffee. I have three cups of the coffee because, you know, <laughs> sometimes you are not taking, but it's creating this logic. If you will do yeah. it in your environment, it will sure. sell it because it's, it's random. Yes, it's yeah. random, but it has yeah. logic. Yeah. Is it also like you have to give a sense of storytelling to the environment as well? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think this is the most, because sometimes people, uh, 
they work with story in the wrong way. So sometimes they think that okay. story turns that somebody is killed in the room, even okay. the room okay. is just warehouse. But it's not what the story uh, storytelling is. Storytelling mm-hmm. be it's it's how everything is connected. Because even if place is super boring, you can tell interesting story. It's it should not be dramatic. So sometimes mm-hmm. people not completely understand it should not be dramatic because when it's dramatic, yes, it's interesting, but you will do a dramatic story one time, you will do a dramatic story another one, third time, it will look eh again they done this. But mm-hmm. sometimes it just it just something happened here and it should not be loud storytelling, but it's supporting okay. the feeling because I, I think this is how our, our mind works. Uh, sorry, a little bit going to, to the side. So why mm-hmm. some horror lighting is horror lighting? For example, when we see this light under the face and why it's looking like a horror? Because this is something which we do not see regular because the regular, we see light on front up on the character, right? Mm-hmm. And when light going down the character, it's something super unusual for real life and it's horror. Why abandoned school looking horrifying? Abandoned school looking horrifying because this is some kind of place where you ch- see the children all the time. It's super positive. Mm-hmm. And if you will go even on a weekend to the school, abandoned school, even when it's not like with trash, with anything, just empty school looking super terrifying because something what we do not regularly see. So, uh, but it's a little bit ex- extreme uh, example because this is uh, when there are completely no people. So the same story happening when you are doing any kind of environment and if you will miss something in detailization, it will not be just believable. So it will not be horrifying if you will do your dressing or storytelling uh, without some real things, but it will not be believable. Uh, and people usually will not say why they are not believable. They will just say, eh, it's, it's not interesting. But if you will have this kind of connection between all the elements in the scene, it will be believable. And this is hard goal. It's very easy to miss some kind of what It's possible to miss even some things and your story will not be believable enough. But if you will not miss anything, it would be super cool. Okay. I wanted to ask you from all the portfolios that you've seen from students, um, what are the most common mistakes for those wanting to become junior 3D artists that you've seen, specifically environment? Uh, well, regular mistake is try, trying to be everything in the one moment. Uh, I think this is the most common one. Uh, you are posting your characters, you are posting your 2D artworks, you are posting uh, every every picture you send to your mom, like everything <laughs> what sure. you can. Uh, this is like be professional and... Mm not being professional in portfolio. Like, uh, this is the biggest thing. So if you're an environment artist in your portfolio, you should see three things only. Props, environments, and lightings. Mm-hmm. Even like, so something like related to environment. I'm opening your portfolio. I understand you're an environment artist. This is uh, thing number one. And thing number two, uh, it would be a little bit rude, like, not uh, when you're posting your work and you're trying to get a work as a junior artist, you should ask yourself, is your location or your prop looking good enough how it should look in game on which you want to work? 
there are no exceptions. Like if you want to start as a junior artist right now, there are so many software possibilities, education possibilities. So there are no excuse why you should not post something very cool, uh, at least on level on game you, which you want to work. So if you want to work as a junior artist on Call of Duty, your location should be on equal level. You can take concept art. It should be super expensive from the performance. Maybe we, you will use something from Megascan. Maybe you will use some... So there are a lot of ifs which are okay, but your final result should be on the equal level visually, not from the performance, visually, as something at work you want to work. So it, because if it's not looking as good as a project you, work to, uh, you want to work, why you should be hired? Because at work usually your level will be only lower. So if your initial level is lower than what we are waiting from you, that means that you are not good enough. So it's better to have one location, one prop on level of, as I said, like, let's be Call of Duty our like measure. On Call of Duty level, in this case, you will be hired and maybe you will need more time. Maybe you will do messy performance, but, but you will do your goals and i think this is uh most important things that like two most important things that uh people do not understand what they want to do and mm. on what level they want to do what were the biggest obstacles in your way of becoming a 3d environment artist and um, how did you overcome them um i think there are two two biggest issues uh, biggest part uh, first, it was um, start the industry. I think this is the hardest. And for me, it was switching from, as I was saying before, from engineer to artist. And I was super bad at art, like bad, bad. And I spent pretty big amount of time just to understand what's happening in art. Because when you're an engineer, for example, you're doing all uh, all your blueprints in auto projection and when you're working with art usually you are working with perspective so i completely forgot what is for perspective uh like for me it was like only like this this and this like there are no other ways how you can do something and then like you are going deeper 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 and you understand oh there are like camera lenses they have different perspective because of that concept are looking different and sometimes uh, directors or concept artists are using special lens because they want to have something special. So this was the harder thing to me, design and art fundamentals. And I spent a lot of time at the start of my journey. And I can say like my first year of self-taught like education was learning software. And I understood that like I'm good at soft, but I'm still doing good bad things. They're not looking good. And I understood that, okay, maybe it's time to increase art quality. And because previously I was saying, ah, I'm just 3D modeler. I do not care. <laughs> and I spent half of the year just on art. I was going to art lessons from concept art. I would start reading a lot uh, about illustrations. And my level jumped significantly just in months because I decided that this is important. So I think... This was my biggest and the harder thing, like how to start in the industry, because I was good at soft, but I was thinking that art is not important. 
because soft is important. And when I understood, no, like soft is not important, it's art is important. And in this moment, it was dramatical change for me. And the second one, I think it was like starting in AAA industry, because initially I started in mobile and jumping to Remedy was pretty hard. Like, and it's not about Remedy, it was about how you need to jump. For example, I was trying to get into Ubisoft. So it was, I was trying to different studios. And for me, it was how to do this level of AAA. So this was my second challenge. And uh, on that one, it was just work. Like you work a lot, you're spending a lot of hours, you're asking yourself the questions, how, what I should do to get this quality. And solution was pretty easy, like 10,000 hours and you will get there. Uh, but without uh, answering the question about art is important, you will not get anywhere. So I think this was the biggest issue for me. Were you mainly kind of practicing digital painting, trying to use color better and things like that? Or did you also complement that with traditional studies or was it mainly just digital you did? Mostly digital. Um, I started painting miniatures in one moment. So it was, okay. uh, it was, it was, it was pretty, I, I would not recommend it like a, like if you will start painting miniatures, you will be good at art. Sadly, it's sure. not working that way. Sure. But it for me, it's pretty, I really like it. It's increased my level in hand paint texturing, for example, overall mm. understanding of color. Mm. But I think for me, it was not just practicing, but more about reading, uh, listening about design. So how shapes work in. I like I read a lot of books of like classical illustrations from 18s uh like uh how's this book is uh, book is called Andrew Loomis yes I think uh yes. it's one of the very very big artists and yes. this book was amazing I think it's art of illustration or something like that uh-huh. uh yeah yeah it was and I understood whoa so you you can like you can work like this you can like it was uh, he has very a lot of interesting patterns how to achieve proper results so so i just started like reading and practicing so i'm still not great at 2d art but i started at least reading about and i think it's another issue like uh what is like 2d art and design and i think for environment art it's even more uh, understanding of 2d art and 2d art fundamentals are very important exceptionally perspective and composition for environment artists is something like it's number one. It's impossible to be a good environment artist without proper spending time on composition. But I think number two is design because sometimes uh, something bad looking not because you done it wrong, but because you completely ignored design. So reading about product design, environment design, history of design was very useful knowledge. And at least if you start thinking about it, you're already becoming better. And what games would you consider essentials to play for their 3D environments uh, in terms of that they make you feel really immersed in the game? I think everything what doing Arcane is amazing example. Prey, Dishonored, it's it's great example from a lot of a lot of moments. Uh, I think so. This like I will recommend any environment artist because. It's amazing environments and they are amazing from the textures, their materials, compositions, everything. Um, and overall, Bethesda games uh, have pretty high quality uh, of art. 
for me, Wolfenstein was great inspiration, and it's still very big inspiration for me, uh, because they have amazingly good compositions, like artistic approach to all these games, uh, very, very high. So that's one I would recommend totally. I still recommend Call of Duty games, because they're trying to push um, level of... How to say it? First of all, Call of Duty is first-person game, mm-hmm. and some things in first-person game are different from third-person games. That's why, for example, I haven't mentioned Uncharted, which, of course, everything what's doing Naughty Dog is amazing, but it's a little bit different thing. So uh, Call of Duty, I'm usually uh, using as a reference for quality, because this is very expensive game, and some art solutions there can be discussed, but this is very good level, what's happening with game when you have super high budget. And that's why I recommend to check it. Um, Sony games, like... Uh, sadly, I have seen Returnal only on uh, YouTube. I haven't played it, but... Uh, Returnal, amazing. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, old one and new one. Uh, God of War. All these big games from PlayStation, usually... And Uncharted, again... They're showing very good environment art from from third-person game composition. And I think the last one, which I will mention, and it's just my personal one, uh, I think it's Hunt Showdown, uh, because I'm playing it a lot. uh, And I think Crytek Crytek, uh, spent amazing... uh, They have done amazing work on that one. Uh, It's multiplayer one, so usually multiplayer one are not the greatest example from environment perspective because they are mostly about competitive theme. Because when you're doing multiplayer game, you have much more limitations from art than a single player game. And they have done still amazingly looking multiplayer game, which is super cool. But yeah, uh, if I would, if we will have a short list, it will be everything from Arcane, uh, latest Call of Duty for quality and budget understanding and from pure art on third person game it will be almost everything from sony games because almost all of them games are super good from art from art perspective i'm um, looking outside of games what gives you inspiration for your your work cinematography i'm checking a lot like okay. uh this is something which giving me a lot of inspiration right now i think for me games uh mostly like resting right now but yeah. i'm still i'm playing, trying at least, playing all latest games and every okay. time checking like their uh, solutions on technical. For example, I enjoyed Resident Evil Village. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Sure. Like I, I'm trying to play uh, Guardians of the Galaxy also was amazing from a lot of... But mostly it's for me just something positive. So I'm, I'm still mm-hmm. playing games in a lot of cases because I like playing games and I'm working yeah. on games because I like it. Makes but sense. movies... Yeah. yeah, movies still giving a lot of cinematography, giving me a lot of inspiration. Mm-hmm. And also I'm following some of photographers uh, in Instagram or Pinterest uh, because photographers are doing very interesting composition. And I like for lighting, composition. I'm following a lot of YouTube channels about photography. Uh, from the movies, I think the latest which affected me a lot, it was, of course, Dune. I think mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. amazing, and yeah. yes, it mm-hmm. uh, it was already released a couple of uh, I think it's almost one year ago. Uh, mm-hmm. But I I'm still very inspired by it. And Arcane, Arcane, it just uh, 
amazing. Uh, so mostly, yes, movies are giving me a lot of inspiration. And right now I'm working on my own scene, uh, which very inspired by Arcane. I think maybe I will end it in one year, I hope, because it's a pretty big sure. one. But yeah, yeah um, I'm still checking a lot of uh, cartoons, also giving me a lot of uh, good emotions. Um, I haven't checked the latest one, the uh, red one from from Disney. I don't remember how it's becoming red. Like it was the, the latest Disney one, uh, which I'm still like cartoons. Uh, I like cartoons. I like games. I'm trying to enjoy it. And it's giving me a lot of positive vibes. A lot of your scenes have really beautiful um, cinematic lighting. What has helped you develop your skills in that area? Uh, I think for me, greatest effect was that in in one moment, I just bought camera uh, mm-hmm. and started doing uh, shooting. And after that, I started checking channels and information about movie making. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was completely different world. Like I would not recommend to start from something like that because uh, creating movies is something pretty complex. If you're taking, and when I'm talking about creating movies, I'm not talking about CG. I'm talking about real camera, uh, real camera, real ICO, working with lenses. But this is very important thing because uh, photographers and movie makers working with cinematography lighting long time ago, and they have their own tricks, which are very useful for doing proper lighting. So I think initially I started... Uh, going deeper to lighting from Lighting Academy. Um, it was its YouTube channel. It's already old recordings, but all information from uh, from this channel are super valid. Uh, it was like first step, and after that, I was thinking, oh, lighting is interesting, and uh, that's how I started. Like as I mentioned before, I worked as a lighting artist, uh, and after that, I bought a camera. I started doing shooting. I started reading about everything and I even started doing my fan-made movies uh, because it was so interesting. Okay, if you have this kind of lens, you can achieve this kind of lighting effect. And you understand that knowledge of movies, traditional shooting can be very useful to do in cinematography lighting. And mostly this was my inspiration. So I'm still checking some of the uh, YouTube channels about movie making. There are plenty of them. Uh, some of them uh, are even from commercials. For example, it's company Epiture, if I remember. Uh, and they're just doing a presentation of their lights and of their production. And they're also showing, okay, you want to do dramatic uh, night scene. And they're like proper, here you place the real light, here you place the real light, uh, this is your settings, that's what you're start, uh, trying to sell. So, and it's very useful. You're like, okay, that's how we do them in real life. And it's even more important right now because industry overall, game industry, moving to the movie way. We have more physical lighting by using, uh, it's already like if it was, if three, four years ago, using units in lighting was okay. Right now, almost all games trying to use real exposure, they're trying to use ICO settings of camera. They're trying to have this lighting more cinematography way. So if you understand the tools which cinematography using mm-hmm. for achieving artistic result, your result will also will look much more artistic. 
if you're on a really limited budget um, and say that you couldn't afford going to a uh, 3D school, um, what would you, where would you actually start um, yourself if you wanted to learn 3D environment mm -hmm. design? Uh, there are pretty a lot of YouTube channels. And I think step number one will be start listening for podcasts, uh, materials, everything, because uh, you cannot be out of the industry if you want to get into industry. Mm -hmm. uh, go to Discord channels, uh, go to uh, YouTube channels. Like there are pretty a lot of information and you will start like creating small community around you. And uh, Environment Artist has a lot of good communities which you can start. So this will be my step number one. Mm -hmm. uh, step number two, uh, there are pretty a lot of good uh, learning resources right now. ArtStation learning resources, um, plural site. For example, I started initially from digital tutors, which are pretty cheap and they had pretty good. Right now they're plural site, uh, a little bit quality, a little bit lower, but still a lot of, it was free demotive. Uh, so I started from online tutorials and sometimes it's a little bit in randomness. Uh, you cannot every time say uh, which tutorial will be good, which tutorial will be bad. That's why we're going to uh, step number one, going to the community. Because if you will be in community, you can ask, is this tutorial good? Is this tutorial bad? Like, And you will have a feedback. Uh, so first, start from communities and being in the industry and understanding what's happening in the industry. Second, it's checking prof, uh, proper tutorials, at least online ones. And third one, it will be asking for proper feedback. Because... Uh, and this feedback can be paid one or like mentoring. It can be free one uh, if you're just posting in the Discord channel, but do not be shy. Like the worst what you can do is being shy because if you're shy, you're not ready to do mistakes. If you are not ready to do mistakes, you are not doing mistakes. If you are not doing mistakes, your mistakes are not fixed. So it's important to do mistakes. It's important to learn and only in this case, you will start improving. So I think these three steps, like community, tutorials, and feedback, the most critical one. And the fourth one will be related to my experience. Do not ignore art. Like software is not a solution. It's not important right now. If you're starting like discussing Maya or Blender is better, you lose. Like it's not the proper discussion. Discussion is, is this design good or not? Is this composition is good or not? What I done wrong with my lighting? This is proper questions. And questions which software should use to do this are not proper one. Uh, so the first one, as I said, will be not ignore art and ask proper questions. Can you recommend any online communities that have really helped you um, during your learning process to become a 3D environment artist? Uh, one will be Dynasty Empire, uh, which done by Sweden artist. He's lead right now. Uh, he's still streaming. He has his own Discord community. He's covering a lot of uh, very important things in environment. So this one was one of the first one and one of the most uh, useful one for me. Another one, which uh, was opened later, it's Experience Point by artists from the UK if I remember correctly. Also pretty good one. They also had some uh, small tutorials which can be uh, useful. So 
uh, yes, I think definitely these two can be very good. And also, I would recommend one free YouTube channel from Feng Zhu. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called FZD. Uh, it's from uh, Singapore uh, Concept Art School. And initially, Feng Zhu uh, art, uh, artists who have been working on old Star Wars uh, movies. And right now, he's working as an art director. And why I would recommend it? Because he's talking about uh, getting into industry and about design for concept art. But a lot of topics which he covered are super related to environment art. So and they are free. So it's it's amazing content. So I think this is the uh, free most important and useful which I can recommend. What do you do to relax when you're not doing your 3D environment modeling? Because it seems like uh, was this a big, cha- uh, big passion you have. You have your own channel um, with all the uh, steps you take to build environments. What do you do to um, take it easy um, when you're not um, working on environments? Uh, I started from first hobby, which I started was a uh, miniature painting, Warhammer sure. one. So I'm, yeah. I like playing tabletops overall. So I am mm-hmm. painting miniatures. I'm playing, I'm playing tabletops. So this is pretty mm-hmm. big part, uh, mm-hmm. when I want to rest because this is like changing, like working with virtual brushes and working with real brushes is very different. Yeah. Um, yeah. A second hobby, which I started, I think, after two years of uh, miniature painting is camera. So sometimes, okay, okay, I so it's giving you opportunity. So if you're tired from PC, you're Mm -hmm. switching to brush and painting miniatures. Mm -hmm. If you're tired of sitting home, you're taking your camera, you're going outside. So uh, you're resting. And it's still so my I'm a little bit like trying to still improve my art skills. Mm -hmm. So this is it's still art hobby. But mm. it's different, and your brain, I'm not feeling, like, burnt out. Mm. I never had situations that, I had situations that I'm a little burnt out of doing 3D, mm. but I never, like, completely burnt out of art, because it, all of this art is different. So I think mm. it was nice trick for my mind. And also, of course, I would recommend anyone having at least some sport in, in his life, mm. because mm. sport giving you just not to think anything, mm. and... Uh, uh, in COVID times, it was a little bit hard to go to the gym, but right mm. now I again started going, and I can say it helps. Mm. Uh, it was mm. very, it was very uh, recognizable difference how my mind worked when yeah. there was no sport yeah. and when I have sport because mm. sometimes you can just be go somewhere and be super stupid like I'm just doing like something, and that's all about what you are thinking right now. Mm. I, I, you really need this kind of moment, so mm. this is like uh, mm. another hobby. So, yeah. yeah, I think this is a big response. What kind of, because um, I know that learning art on your own, specifically, again, if you're, you're self-taught, uh, can be probably difficult at times with um, motivation. What, what kept you motivated all the time to kind of reach your goal? I really didn't want it to stay in my country, sadly. Okay. <laughs> so, so even okay. long time yeah. ago, it, it was yeah. pretty big motivation for me. Uh, there are a couple of reasons, as I understand. Uh, one of like we will avoid like political one, but even because we didn't have proper industry, I'm just mm. wasn't wanted to work in this industry. I mm. wanted to work on games, and in Russia there mostly it's super cool outsourcing in Russia, but it's not so many games. And my goal was I wanted to work on good games. Like I do not want. I, it's overall like I'm I'm speaking about art, but I think the most important not doing just good art, much more important doing good games. 
and I wanted to work on good games and doing some user experience. I want to be part of something bigger because it's cool to do art as an outsource for some people. And I know a lot of artists who like this much more because when you are working in games, you are solving problems. Like every morning, you have some kind of problems. It's not just doing beautiful locations, sadly. Uh, you need to solve like player going different way you have problems with collisions you have problems with ai you have you have problems all, all the morning and i like solving the problems so it was and it was no opportunities uh mm-hmm. at home country and as i said also i didn't i didn't want to stay there at all so it you know it's it's very strong motivation like mm-hmm. uh for yourself mm-hmm. so yeah and i think this is good motivation that you want to work on good games which game productions are you most proud of to be, have been involved with? And can you share some memories on the project? I think the most proud, of course, is the current project, uh, Alan Wake 1. Oh, sorry, 2. Uh, <laughs> uh, on which I'm working right now. This okay. is the most interesting one. But I, I'm still proud on what we've done on Crossfire uh, Operation. Uh, it was a very interesting one. And... Sadly, I can't like some of the things which I've done in outsourcing, I have never showed, and some of them will never be even showed ever, sadly. So mm-hmm. I will never mention there have been pretty cool of them. Uh, if from the memories, I think I really like working on Saints Row Lighting because it, it was a very interesting moment for me in my life because I was working also on cinematic lighting. Mm-hmm. So I was doing lighting for cinematics, and it was so interesting checking. Uh, so mostly my goal. I only took part of it, but I have been working on lighting, uh, on reworking lighting on cinematics. So mostly how it was done that uh, we opened like old lighting, which was a very old one. And with current physical lighting, it wasn't working at all. And it was trying, you was trying to change it, not to lose a cool feeling of all lighting, but create it in a new way. So it was very, very interesting moments that like you opening something like a story, how art is done, this cinematic, how it's happening, like how he's placing lights here, how he's placing lights here. And like, hmm, that's how you do it. Like, and it was like reworking of everything like that. It was a very, very cool uh, experience in my life. And yeah, as I said, uh, I really wa- uh, waiting when we will release uh, All Awake 2. It will be a lot of cool moments here. And I even have a memory regarding this, which I can share. America is a crazy country. Like, like because we are working on America and mm-hmm. uh, spoiler, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> um, and of course, I'm checking a lot of references, like mm-hmm. crazy amount of references. Mm-hmm. And oh man, it's, it's, it's so, so strange things you can find. There is so interesting country to check mm-hmm. and because you're checking like a lot of uh, different zones. Sometimes you're just mm-hmm. going like uh, going to Google Maps and you're just going across the country checking. Uh, you're trying to find the most weird stuff you can find. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're just see like, oh, this is just abandoned house. It's done with a pink color and it has abandoned car near it, which is rusted. <laughs> okay. And it was long time ago it was hotel but right now it's just it's just abandoned house so okay. it's, it's some super crazy and random stuff it's okay. you just even can describe it and it's very cool uh checking this kind of stuff okay uh, yeah i guess for an environment artist it's uh 
kind of gold dust there. It's really good yes. ideas. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's, it's definitely like <laughs> what you can find there. Like I hope to go one day because I, I need to see it myself. It's, it's too crazy in a good way. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Um, any last uh, motivational tips for aspiring 3D environment artists out there that can help them? I think I will answer one question, which a lot of people are asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there like, is it tough? Is it like AI will remove everybody from the industry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we need people. Uh, we need a lot of people. And I can say industry only becoming bigger and bigger. And obviously there are a lot of work here and it's really interesting and fun. And uh, environment overall, it's very, very interesting way of working so not only doing houses there are a lot of cool stuff and i can say being an environment artist you are so in game so if you like working on games and you're motivated to do it so just continue like if you will be uh if you will be smart if you will run a work in a good way smart way two three years even from scratch and you will get into the industry just Asking good questions. There are a lot of good people in the industry who will help you. Just ask for help. Like work and you'll find a solid job and you will work on good games. It's not something impossible. It's very possible and yeah, it's it's fun. And uh, you will have opportunity to work and affect the game on which you want to work. It's completely possible and doable. Well, big thank you, Sergey, for joining us today. I really appreciate all the advice you've given. Thank you. Subscribe for more tips on how to create a winning game art portfolio.